Section 19 of The Vegetable Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Denny Sayers in Modesto, California. The Vegetable Garden by Ida Dandridge Bennett. Chapter 12 Greens and Salad Vegetables. The plants which are grown for their leaves, which are eaten either cooked or raw, form a healthful and important part of the garden's offerings. It is a question if any of the cooked vegetables afford so marked a relief from the winter bill of fare, as does the dish of dandelion or other greens, which may be gathered wild by the dweller in country or village. Unfortunately, these wild things of the fields and woods are not so available to the dweller in towns and cities, but there are many cultivated vegetables which are very palatable substitutes for these, and may be grown in the limited area of the backyard garden. In the cities, materials for salads may be obtained throughout the year. This is especially true of lettuce and celery salad which is in the market most of the year. Watercress. This is prized for salads and sandwiches, and grows wild along the margins of streams and about springs. Similar conditions may be supplied for a small patch of it by planting it about a hydrant from which water is allowed to trickle. Good soil, supplemented with a liberal addition of leaf mold from the compost, should be supplied and in this the crest seed may be sown in shallow drills a few inches apart. The only culture it will require, after once getting started, will be to keep it free from weeds. Upland cress, which is more frequently grown in the home garden, is grown in shallow drills in beds, setting the rows a few inches apart and thinning the plants somewhat by using plants from two congested parts of the drills. Repeated sowings should be made at intervals, as the upland cress quickly forms seed and is no longer useful for the table. The upland cress and the extra curled, or peppergrass, are the varieties commonly grown, while the Erfurt watercress is the variety favored for this sort. Very dainty sandwiches are made by buttering lightly slices of very thin bread, with the crust removed salting slightly, and placing sprigs of the cress between the slices. Only the newest, most tender leaves should be used for this purpose. Cress is also served as an appetizer, to be eaten with the fingers, accompanied with salt. Corn Salad This unique and comparatively little-known salad plant is much liked by some. It is sown early, in spring, in drills one foot apart. It is one of the quickest growing vegetables, maturing in about six to eight weeks. For winter and early spring use, sown in drills in August and September. It should be protected over winter by a light mulch of straw or litter. Endive is one of the best and most wholesome salads for fall and winter use. Sow in shallow drills in April for early use, or for late use, sowings may be made in June or July. 
when two or three inches high, thin out to stand about a foot apart in the rows. The plants which are removed may be used to set other rows, or to fill in any vacant places in the present rows. They should have mellow and very rich soil, as all salad vegetables require to make a quick growth in order that the leaves may be crisp and tender. When they have nearly gotten their growth, the plants should be blanched by bringing the outer leaves together above the heart and tying with yarn raffia, or bits of cloth strips, or anything which will not bruise the leaves. The tying must be done in dry weather, a clear sunshiny day being best, or, like the cauliflower, the inner parts of the plants will mildew or decay. Some growers cover the plants with boards or canvas, much as is done in the case of celery. It takes from three to four weeks to blanch the plants. Like all vegetables, it is necessary to keep the rows clear of weeds and well cultivated. Going through the rows before a good rain, which has been preceded by a prolonged spell of dry weather, should always be done if possible, as this puts the soil in condition to absorb and retain the moisture, and fits it for another dry spell, should one follow. Endive Salad The plants for this should be nicely blanched and crisp. It is the most wholesome of all salads. Take two plants, cut away the roots, remove the dark green leaves, and pick off all the rest. Wash and drain well, and add a few chives. Dress with mayonnaise dressing. Kale Kale is cultivated the same as cabbage. It may be sown from May to June, one ounce of seed planting 200 feet of drill. For early spring use, sow in September and protect during the winter. A light frost improves kale. In this respect, it being much like turnips and cauliflowers. Lettuce. Lettuce requires a rich, mellow soil. The richer, the better, as all plants of this character, in which the leaves are the edible part, depend upon the rapidity of their growth for their peculiar crispness and toothsomeness. For early plants, sow the seed in the hotbed in March or April, or in flats in the house, and transplant to a sheltered border with a sunny southern exposure as soon as the plants are large enough and the ground outside in a suitable condition. For later use, the seed may be sown in the open ground at any time in April or May, and continued for a succession at intervals throughout the summer until August. The plants should be thinned out to eight or ten inches apart in the rows if fine heads are wanted. The rows should be kept free from weeds and the soil loose and open at all times. In dry spells, water should be flowed over the ground, and an occasional watering of liquid manure will be of benefit. By picking the outer leaves, the inner ones will continue to develop, and in this way a very small patch be made to furnish a considerable amount of lettuce. Lettuce is a useful crop for following other vegetables, or for filling in vacant places left by the maturing of other plants, or the failure of seeds to germinate. The hotbed may be devoted to the growing of radishes and lettuce as soon as the plants started therein 
have been transferred to the open ground. When used for this purpose, it will be well to provide a shade of light cotton cloth to cover the frames in the heat of the day, as the sun's rays are liable to prove too strong in the vicinity of the hotbed, which is selected for its sun and warmth. A few hills of lettuce may be started around the melons and squashes, and will become of size to use before the vines need the room. Like the radish, the lettuce is one of the plants which may be stuck in anywhere. There are so many good varieties of lettuce that one hesitates to make a selection. For my own personal use, I have always preferred those sorts which show a tint of bronze on the leaves, the early prize head being a most delicious variety. The black-seeded Simpson is a fine home variety of the light green type, and the Grand Rapids forcing lettuce, an excellent sort for early growing in hotbed or frames. All-season lettuce is a very popular sort at the north, forming large compact heads which much resemble a flat-head cabbage. Some ways of using lettuce. Everything used in the concoction of a salad should be of the best and freshest material. The vegetables fresh and crisp, the oil of the purest or butter of the freshest, and the flavor of the vinegar beyond reproach. Lettuce salad is one of the simplest and most available of salads, and lends itself to many combinations with other vegetables, fish, and meats. A salmon or lobster salad, without its crisp, underlying leaf of lettuce, is a disappointment, in appearance and in taste. Vinegar used with lettuce should be much weaker than for other vegetables, a too sour vinegar quite spoiling the flavor of the lettuce. One of the simplest and most satisfactory ways in which to serve lettuce is undressed, but very fresh and crisp in a well-chilled salad bowl. Accompanying it should be served carefully shelled, chilled, hard-boiled eggs, and sugar and vinegar passed. This makes a salad of the freshest and simplest. Lettuce Salad Take three hard-boiled eggs and salt and mustard to taste. Make it fine. Make a paste by adding a dessert spoonful of olive oil or melted butter. Mix thoroughly and then dilute by adding gradually a teacupful of vinegar and pour over the lettuce. Garnish by slicing another egg and laying over the lettuce. Mustard is one of the most satisfactory vegetables used for greens. It is also used in combination with cress as a salad. The seed of both the black and white mustard is quite universally used in pickles of various kinds. For salad use, it is sown thickly in shallow drills about six inches apart, forming beds of the drills. It should be sown at intervals during the summer to assure a succession of new and tender growth. For early spring use, it may be sown in frames or boxes, where it can be kept from severe cold. Keep free from weeds and cultivate sufficiently to keep the soil open and soft. In using mustard for salads or greens, only the leaves are used, and these should be carefully washed, 
and looked over that no grit or insects may be included in the cooking. Cook like spinach in an open vessel until done. Drain through a colander, pressing free from moisture, and serve seasoned with salt, pepper, and melted butter. Spinach is one of our most important vegetables and should be found growing in every garden. The culture is simple. The chief point to bear in mind is that it requires very rich soil. It can scarcely be too rich, as upon its rapid growth depends its succulence and tenderness. For spring and summer use, the seed is sown in shallow drills, a foot apart and one inch deep, as early as the ground can be worked in the spring, and every two weeks thereafter for a succession. For winter and early spring use, sow in well-worked and manured ground in September, covering the plants from frost with straw at the approach of severe weather. The round-seeded Savoy is one of the best varieties for summer use, but the new Victoria is said to stand the warm weather somewhat better, and to be, in many respects, an ideal spinach. The New Zealand variety is a larger growing variety, and is usually planted in hills, three feet apart each way. One ounce of seed will plant a hundred feet of drill. Keep free from weeds and well cultivated, watering freely in dry weather. Directions for Cooking Spinach In cooking spinach for greens, only the tender parts should be used, and these should be carefully washed through several waters to entirely free them from sand or any insects which may have found lodgment. Drain and put to cook in boiling water. Fifteen to twenty minutes is usually sufficient time in which to cook spinach. Be careful to remove all scum which raises. When it is quite tender, take it up and drain it well by laying on a piece of cheesecloth over a colander and pressing out all water with a spoon or potato masher. Further pressure by twisting the cheesecloth will remove any remaining moisture, after which it should be returned to the saucepan with a piece of butter and pepper and salt to taste. Set it on the range and let it stew five minutes, stirring all the time. Serve on a hot vegetable dish, formed into a mound, and garnish with sliced hard-boiled eggs. In order that the spinach may retain its fine green color, the vessel in which it is cooked should not be covered. Cream of Spinach Soup One half peck of spinach, washed and cooked in a cup of boiling water, with one teaspoonful of salt for five minutes in a porcelain kettle. Chop it and rub through a sieve. While it is being pressed through a sieve, add to it one pint of chicken stock. Let a quart of milk come to a boil in a double kettle. Add one teaspoonful of grated onion, a blade of mace, and a bay leaf. Rub smooth three tablespoonfuls of flour and two of butter and stir them into the boiling milk. Continue to stir until it is thick and smooth. Add the spinach and rub through a puree sieve. Return to the double boiler and bring to the boiling point and serve it in a hot tureen. Spinach Balls Pound to a paste in a mortar the yolks of two hard-boiled eggs and rub smooth with the yolk of one raw egg. 
season with salt, a drop of Tabasco, and a very little melted butter. Mix with one cup of cold cooked spinach, drained and pressed as dry as possible. Make into small balls, roll in flour, and fry in a basket a few at a time. End of section 19